Good afternoon and welcome to the Peterson Automotive Museum interview podcast with Juan Gonzalez Moreno, um, the chairman CEO of Mission Foods and a, uh, a member of the board of directors here at the Peterson Museum and an avid racer, uh, sponsor and uh, all around good guy. Juan, welcome. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for having me here at, the, at your podcast, and it's an honor to be a part of the, uh, the board of directors of the museum, which is my dream come true. Well, actually, it, I think that the honor uh, the honors go uh, beyond that because right now here at the museum we have one's uh, collection of Formula One cars, and um, it's one of the hits uh, of the of the season here. Um, it's 10 cars. It's a marvelous collection. In fact, uh, there's a, also a uh, Ferrari F1 engine and a Mercedes F1 engine in the, uh, in the gallery too. It's in the Charlie Nierberg Motorsports Gallery with a, a uh, 180 degree uh, video screen uh, actually showing the cars that are in the, uh, in the exhibit uh, going in speed. So a wonderful uh, gallery and thank you so much, Juan. For the for the loan of those cars, no, it's, it's been a, a great uh, teamwork between you guys and you know myself. We put together this idea during COVID. You know, uh, I have this collection in Dallas, and and always thinking that the place to be was at the museum. And Bruce, you know, Bruce and yourself and and Richard and uh, say, hey, the guys. We have this, I have this collection, I think it belongs to the museum, and that's how we put it together, you know, we could do in COVID time. It was one of those miracles of timing and, and you know, a great idea that came in, in also at the time of a need here. Uh, we got an, a note from Juan saying, hey, these cars should be in the museum. And we had been working on, a, uh, on another exhibit that was going to uh, uh, replace the Ganassi exhibit that we had. Um, and we hadn't come up with it yet. And, and one's uh, suggestion to put uh, the Formula One cars exhibit, I've always wanted to do a Formula One exhibit. And here we are with these marvelous cars. That, uh, one of the, the Senna early, early cars and, a, and the Senna uh, final Williams car um, through some really magnificent uh, McLaren's, a, a Shuey, uh, 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 Ferrari. I mean, what a, what a great collection. Yeah, we have a Raikkonen, Mika Hakan, Fernando Alonso, Daniel Ricciardo, uh, you name it. I, I, Raikkonen, I, it, was it, it was Kimi Raikkonen with the T-shirts, leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that? <laughs> that's right. Well, let's let's get familiar. Um, Juan, where where are you from? Where were you born? I'm originally born in Monterey, Mexico, uh -huh. and I grew up there. I, and then I finished my business degree in Monterey Tech. I, I married my high school sweetheart. Then wow. we decide we decide to move to uh, to get my MBA. So we had a very tough choice to 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 see where where do I get my MBA. So the first year we I did it at CU in Boulder because we love skiing. I yeah. proposed I proposed to her in Vail, Colorado, over the ski lift chair. You know, no <laughs> kidding. Wow. So, so she said no. I was going to push her. 
or either or. <laughs> but then, so I spent um, one year in Boulder, you know, late 70s, where there was still a lot of rock concerts to go with, you know. It was along. a pretty good party town. It was, it was pretty good. I was, I was very impressed to see one Safeway store, and instead of having groceries, had only liquor and beer, you know. <laughs> so you have to have a, a shopping cart to go around the liquor store. So anyway, so after the, after that year, I decided to move to San Diego State and finish in San, in California. So I got the best of both worlds: skiing and then golfing. Okay? Wow! So so it was it was good. After that, we um we moved to LA and and then started the mission company in, in San Fernando Valley in Canuga Park. We wow. have uh, my first our first son. Born in uh, St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica, oh. uh, in back in '84, and my second son born in Dallas in in, in Presbyterian uh, Hospital, and uh, so that's when I moved. Basically, the company headquarters from LA to Dallas, and continue commuting back to forward to Los Angeles, and and. Other after that, it's been just a great experience, you know, and, you know, keeping the business growing, and uh, and keeping the family together. But this year we're going to be forty-two years old. We're celebrating our forty-second anniversary. Oh my God! Wow. Did, but in the, I mean, there's been some dramatic growth in those years. That uh, how many uh, plants do you have now? And that you're primarily you're in the business of making flour tortillas. And chips and 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 products like that. Yes, I mean this. The 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 mission next year will be his forty fifth anniversary. We started in San Fernando Valley in seventy seven seventy eight, basically uh, selling corn tortillas and private label to the Safeway, Ralphs, and King supermarkets. Mm. And then after that, we become a, a house household brand and and continue to push in this. Uh, private label brands now nationwide uh, have a national distribution as well in food service, in the quick, in uh, fast food chain restaurants. But after that, I mean, our best, best thing that happened to us that when they stopped calling them tortillas, tacos, burritos, chimichangas, all those, all those, uh, uh, you know, names that we learned in California or in Texas, they start calling them flatbread. And then they start calling them wraps. And so that opened a whole new world for us. And we mm. hit Europe and Asia. And right now we have 80 plants, you know, with a oh distribution of 120 countries. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. So, so basically in every country that they use uh, uh, wheat or corn, there's an opportunity for us to get into the flatbed category. Unbelievable. And then you said fast food restaurants, you do, you, you do business with them? Yes, we do business with all the QSR restaurants, you know. Wow. So, so it is, you know, it's, it's, it is, you know, there's some restaurants that have, you know, the wraps and the other ones have the Mexican, the Tex-Mex, etc. So uh-huh. it's an opportunity there also. Oh my God. What a, what an amazing story. What a, what a great success that, that, Okay, so let's talk about the uh, the motorsports and the automotive part of your life. When when do you remember that the first time of going fast or being excited or well, basically, uh, 
with my mother, you know, sitting in the back seat, and with my father, or my brothers, you know, they were they were fast, you know. There's always like the speed in the family, and I was not allowed to 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 drive. But my brother, which is six years older than me, he got a car to start going to high school, and so when I was uh, sixty, when I was in in sixty six, I was nine. I'm from nineteen fifty seven. He lent me his car. He teach he teach me how to shift, you know, you know. And, and he had a Chevy '66, but before that, you know, he got a go kart that he lent me, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I started riding go karts on up between six and nine years old. Oh my okay? god! And 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 then from my mother's side, you know, my grandfather uh, gave me a, um, a horse. And he get me into compete in in the Mexican rodeos, okay. When I was nine, seven, ten years, etc. Okay. So, so one day when I was uh, twelve, a friend of mine came to to high to to the twelfth grade, so eleventh grade, in a mini bike, okay. So, and I said, "Can I borrow your mini bike?" And yeah. I went around the school in the mini bike when I was twelve, and next week I sold the horse. Okay, <laughs> so I sold the horse and I sold the saddle, and I, with that I I made the best investments. I bought a 125 Kawasaki motocross, oh, okay, enduro. So yeah. so I so I, I, my first experience was in a Kawasaki 125. Uh, within two months, I took all the lights and everything out of the bike, the strip up, the strip down the bike, and I raced the uh, a TT race. Okay, and from there, motocross. I sold the Kawasaki and bought, and bought me a Penton six-day, Penton six-day uh, motocross bike, uh, and I started doing uh, motocross racing. Then I sold my motocross Penton, and I went to Yamaha uh, YC250, and I started doing motocross in a Yamaha, and then, then I got into introducing to flat track. So I, I, I booked. I put apart the motocross bike and I put that engine in a champion champion frame and I started doing flat track. By that time, <laughs> by that time, my heroes was Dick Man and, sure. and Kenny Rovers, Dave Dana, and yeah. I, I got a chance to go to Houston, Texas, once in early seventies and watch a, uh, a flat track race at the Astro World. And yeah. since then, I went all the seventies to see those races. And yeah. then I, I get to go to California and watch them race as well. Wow. It, it, and, and so in California, which, what, the Sacramento Mile? and Yeah, Sacramento was my first one. Okay. Yeah. And then I was buying all the magazines, Cycle World magazine then, and, yeah. and started to, you know, you know, cut those photos and put them in the wall. And I say, one of these days I'll be racing those bikes again, so. But meanwhile, you were still writing. You were you were run, running yourself. Yes, I was. I was writing until I graduate, basically. Uh -huh. and, um, but in '77, my brother already had a, a GT car and a Trans Am, and they had they they had a, a racetrack in Monterey, Mexico, a beautiful track. And so I was still in high school when he invited me to race with him a, a three-hour enduro race in his Alpha, and it was a night race. And, oh and I, get, I get to beat him by one second. And basically, he says, hey, come on, wait a minute. How can you be faster? And I say, brother, <laughs> cars are easier than motorcycles. You know, yeah. motorcycles, you go shoulder to shoulder. 
you know, and, and, and basically in flat track, we have no brakes. And in cars, you have, you know, fenders, bumpers, and the guy's about 10 feet away from you. So, so and what uh, car was that? That was an Alfa Romeo GT. Oh, boy. Okay. And then uh, and then he invited me to, to drive this Trans Am in, back in, 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 in 76. We did a six-hour endurance Trans Am. And, and, and then he had a Formula 4. He got married. He went to Cornell University. And he lent me, he left, left behind the Alpha, the Formula Ford, and the Trans Am says, Juan, sell them, sell these cars, okay, for me and send me the money. Of course, I keep the cars for a while until I sell them and I keep using them until I found out that they can blow some motors, you know, and start costing my, a lot of money. And I didn't have that kind of money. Oh, my God. So when you started in the, in the cars, well, you were racing motorcycles. Were you successful? Did you have you? You must have found that you had speed, um, and then you say that translated into cars. Um, I know that you've been running now. You've been racing cars for years. Um, where, yes, where, I, I, I get to to be very competitive in motocross, but I, I found more fun and more. I, I like more the speed uh, on the flat track and in uh-huh. TV as well. Motocross yeah. was not big of, of a thrill for me, but I like the flat track most. Okay, basically probably because it relates a little bit of turning, you know, in the cars. Yeah. And, 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 and so in 75, I got to be the, in 250 world, I mean, national champion in Mexico, hmm. in, in the oh. Yamaha. Um, and then I have to concentrate and graduate and, and left everything behind. And from, from, 78, 79, 80, uh, I didn't race anything, but but I did like the cars. So 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 I started, you know, waiting until I get my first job and get some money, save some money. And so I, 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 I get to work full time and I didn't have a chance to race. So all the 80s didn't touch a race car. I didn't have a race car or anything, but yeah. I did have some muscle cars that I buy and sell. Yeah, and, and 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 without buying and selling, you know, it's a it's an old habit. If you sell one car, you want to buy two. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so if you sell two, you want to buy the three. So so yeah. that get me from a hobby to to a, a way of you know save my money and 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 buy and sell cars. And I did that, and I, then I put together a shop in Dallas where I can do the restorations of these muscle cars. And mainly it was muscle cars this, uh, from the 70s is the years that I grew up, you know, loving the Mustangs and the, and the Kudas and the Cobras and those kinds of cars where they are affordable at that time. Yeah. Were those street racers or, or not track? No, they were just street racers at the yeah. time, you know. So, so but back in, back in uh, 1991, would I already have, you know, my two my kids born and the company was more settled to and start growing more from west to east. Um, I remember my, my, my brother, when he was in Cornell, he was racing in IMSA on uh, 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 RSR porch. And, and he took me to the first track that I saw in the United States was Watkins Glen. So I saw to, I saw to race, uh, Donahue and I say to, I saw the the Formula 5000s, the Trans Ams, and 
and, and IMSA, I was introduced to IMSA through him. Uh, and I say, one of these days, I hope I can, I can do that. So, well, uh, in, in 90, uh, I got to be more busy with, with the company. And so I bought, I bought uh, my first racing car that I bought back in the 90s was a Formula 4. Uh-huh. And I started racing uh, in the monopostal group in the East. I raced uh, the Formula 4 for, for oof, probably for 10 years, 7 years. Wow. Uh, from what, Formula what 4 in the monopostal group, I get to go in Atlantic and then to 5,000 as well with the monopostals. And, and we race with, uh, with HSR and SBRA. And we race all the great tracks there in the, in the East Coast, you know, from broad Atlanta, mid-Ohio, Watson's Glen. What, what's your favorite track back there? You know, I like I like them all. They're all they're all great tracks. You know, it's amazing. You know, from Sebring to Moroso and and Road Atlanta, Daytona. Each car, each car, each race track probably fit good better some some type of cars than others. Okay, uh-huh. like for example, Mid Ohio. I cannot drive in a in a in a Porsche GT. I got a lot of understeer. But if you can go in a Formula Four. It is the best track for a Formula Four, for example. It, in, when you were doing, you said you had a Formula Ford for almost 10 years? Yes, but until I start gaining weight, I cannot fit in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but the, okay. that, that would really train you. And then you said Formula uh, Ford, Atlantic, and 5000? Yeah. Wow. That, really, that kind of open wheel training had to had serve you well in that going into sports cars. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's the most fascinating uh, way to start because you have to drive with very a lot of finesse, a lot of momentum, keeping the RPMs high, you know, yeah. and a lot of a lot of you know drafting, you know that's very important. And you know you have to respect, you know, you cannot, you know, you're in the open wheels, you cannot yeah. get wheel to wheel, you know. No. Wow. So, what a what a great experience that and and you say so that was. Mostly with East Coast racing. Yes, and and in '75, I I had a chance to win the Monoposto Formula Four Championship. Uh, they gave me a trophy named Juan Manuel Fangio Trophy, so I was very wow. very honored to because Juan Manuel was one of my idols in the oh '60s. My God. And then I, I, in, in then I got to win again the championship in Formula Four in in '97. So. Oh God, that was great. So, did do you recall when you saw your first race? When I saw my first race, um, was an Oscar race on TV. I was waiting to watch American football, the the Packers, you know, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, uh-huh. and then it comes to uh, you know an Oscar race. Okay, uh-huh. in the late sixties. Uh, so that was uh, that was that was difficult for for us in Mexico to get that type of sport events on TV. Did did that have an effect on you? I mean, when you saw something like that, was there any kind of a hey, this is exciting? yes? It was immediately I say I want to race. I, you know, I want to compete. <laughs> I always have the buck in me. You know, the, the challenge for competing. You know, right. whatever it is whatever sport I try to to be involved, I was like the competition. What. What kind of cars do you race now, Juan? Right now, you know, I, I, I race more modern cars because I, I, 
had my I had my my years with vintage, where I admire those cars, but my reflex are not the same, and neither my knees. Okay, uh, so I try to make sure that I have good brakes in the car. Okay, and and, and also reliable cars that that I know they're not going to break that often. And also, yeah. well, you know, I try to keep and preserve the historic part and the value of the, the vintage racing cars. Uh-huh. You know, so I become more, uh, my instead of collecting more muscle cars and more street cars, I try to collect more racing cars. But right, so, but in the in the transition of that part, I get to to drive uh, 962 Porsche, for example. Okay, wow. uh, that that I bought from Dyson team. And I get to race with um, with Bush Lightsinger and James Weaver for a while, and yeah. then uh, I race a Can Am as well. With more, really? you know, what, so, what kind of Can Am car? The Shadow, the, the, really? the Shadow Can Am. Then I ha- I still have that car. It's the 1974 George Fulmer uh, championship car from from the 74, and I still have that car. Was that a Lola? Signed by signed by George, and I get to race probably six seven years. I raced that car in vintage. Was that a Lola? No, no, no. It's a, it's a Shadow. Is the Shadow is is oh for, it's, okay it's, it's from Don Nichols yeah. cars that he built in, in Northern California. That's so unique. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, and and sexy. I mean, what what a what a beautiful line of cars he did, and and Indy cars, and and everything he did. Formula One. Yeah. Remember those those were sponsored by UOP, all the yeah. company. Yeah. And and they call the shadows. You know, yeah, so. no, what a what a brilliant guy. Uh, Jackie Oliver drove for him. Jackie and, Oliver and George Former were the main uh, drivers. Then he built some Formula One as well in the 70s. And uh, I get to to have the Formula One, the George Former race in 73 in Europe. 7374 and uh, as a matter of fact uh, I, I I met previously when I got the shower I met George Palmer and I, and I get to drive with him together and George was, was one of my idols growing up you know because oh, cool. I love the Transams and and I, I went to see George Palmer race once in mid Ohio the at Parnelli Jones as well oh wow yeah. That that's at, at, I mean, when you're meeting heroes like that, that's what a thrill, what a treat. Amazing, yes. And then what, get to drive with them is even better. Oh God, yeah. The, I, I mean, I, I when I race the Canams, I race with Carly Haywood, for example. Really? Okay. And I get to race with, with with him and George and the Canams at the same time. I, the Canam reunions, either in Washington yeah. or Laguna Seca or Rural America. And oh it was God. always a thrill to, to, to drive with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what a treat. What a treat. Yeah. Um, now, the cars... Paul, Paul, were... Newman, Paul, Paul Newman was there as well. You know, he, oh, yeah. he, he always raced, you know, with us in, in vintage. He, well, he was, uh, he was running... Well, in those... Well, he was driving Nissans, right? Yes. Yeah. He was driving Nissan and, and the GTP class. Okay, but then he, with his relation with Bruno Sportship and Holly Haywood, he get to drive, you know, their cars as well together with Holly Haywood. 
Newman was really? Yeah, yeah, he raced a lot of time with them. I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah, you, 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 you see the Copenhagen uh, 962 that's in the yeah. basement of the, 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 the museum. That was his favorite 962 to drive. I'll be darned. I, I, yeah. uh, wow. Because I, you know, I, I know he did uh, Lama with, I think, was it um, uh, in the Hawaiian Tropic car? Yes. Anyway, yes. yeah, yeah. He was a real racer. He, he was a, a, a good guy. I, as I recall, generally when he was running, he ran two classes, two different cars, and they were prepared by Greg Sharp. Mm -hmm. Yes. That kind of a works yeah. uh, team, not Nissan works team. It was very fast. Oh God, yeah. What and so, what types of cars are you running now? Are you at, in right in, now? Right now, I'm, I, I'm driving a G, the, the Porsches GT3R, GT, GT2R as well in vintage. We have um, in the East Coast. We have a class called Inter GT International. This is a class that I sponsor that I put together with some friends in in in, in vintage. And the, the whole idea is to have modern GT, Porsche GT from the 2000 on, okay? Oh. And there's four different classes. Last weekend, we raced in Rhode Atlanta. We have 52 entries only in GT and cop cars. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then there's another class class that we sponsor is uh, the Caymans as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, 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 it's a lot of fun to drive. A lot of collectors, a lot of a lot of professional drivers. You know, they keep their cars and they bring them back alive yeah. to, to keep racing. Now, you, you so, is it primarily Porsches that you run now, or? Well, yes. This is the engine that I found that is very reliable. Okay, uh -huh. and, and and I don't want to drive the, the the big muscle cars anymore. I don't have yeah. the same reflex anymore. My knees. I already have surgery in both of them, so keep pushing the brake and the clutch. It's better uh, to shift, you know, pilot yeah, shifters. Right, right. You know, so, yes. Is, do you drive vintage Porsches or or the? the I, I do. I also drive vintage Porsches. I just finished restoring a 914, seven, a 1971, 1961, 1946. That nice. is. Uh, it reminds me a lot of you know the, the early days that I was driving Porsches and vintage. As well, and and it's uh it's very hard, you know. It takes a lot of momentum also to keep the little car fast. Okay, but it's we we may have. Uh, I was going to say, in October, um, I don't know that I've told you, but uh, Wolfgang Porsche and and uh, four other of the Porsche family will vi visit us here. Yes, and uh, for our gala, but uh, Ferdinand, uh, Mark. And uh, two others, uh, it, you know. It, so his sons and nephews will will be here uh, with us. That's great. That's have great some fun. To have them all together. Take tell tell share some stories. But mm -hmm. uh, so you have driven at Daytona, from what I understand. Yes, I've been in Daytona, but I try to like I say, I've been very busy in the company. You know, since I went to start racing in the early nineties and until now. And I never really wanted to have the time or wanted to have the commitment to race professionally. Uh -huh. So I try to stay, you know, with driving all these cars and, you know, modern cars and 
vintage cars in vintage. And and HSR and SBRA, they keep very good, you know, raised, you know, options to sure. for 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 us. And and but it so I've been in Daytona and seeing all the East Coast tracks, you know, for 30 years. Wow. Okay. So wow. like I said, last weekend I raced in, in Rhode Atlanta, my, my first race in Rhode Atlanta was in 91. And last weekend was 30 years, 31 years after I, I had my 914 and my GT Porsche. I, I drove, wow. I mean, two classes, four days. I got two first classes on Saturday and Sunday in the 914 and two second places uh, in my class in the GT car. Oh and my God. It's, it's not bad being 65 years old and, and can still drive, you know. <laughs> After 31 years, but um, in in 2010, uh, I tried my my luck in IMSA, and I put together a team of two cars, two, two cop cars, um, and I partnered my team with Alice Job, and uh-huh. we put together uh, a good uh, group of drivers. Who uh, uh, was Bush uh, Lightsinger um, in in one in, in the car with me. And for the 12 hours of Sebring, we invite Lee King, okay? And we put, Lee put the car in pole position in the GT class. And my the other car that I had in my team was uh, driven by Luis Diaz. I don't know if you remember Luis Diaz. He drove with Adrian Fernandez. They call it Chapo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and they, 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 he was my, they were, they were driving my other car. Huh. And that day, would my my two cars were in the podium. We Bush and I and Lee, we finished first place, and they finished wow. uh, they finished third. Good and then you. and then yeah, and, but that day Alex had in that year Alex had three cars uh, for for in the GT class, and and in that weekend in Sebring, Alex had the three podiums. Alex team had the three podiums, so it was no very, kidding. It was amazing, yes. Oh, my uh, God. What a treat. And, and for me, you know, I raced Sebring, you know, way before that, you know, starting in the 90s, but I never raced for C- for, for IMSA. And and first try, first win, you know. So so it was it was a lot of uh, good memories First try of for that. the win? That, so do you retire then? What? No. Well, I retired. I'll tell you a story. I mean, in 2010... So we got ahead of point in points, and then we went to Long Beach uh, after that. And Bush and I, Bush uh, put 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 the car in in pole position in 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 Long Beach. I get to start, he get to finish, and we won Long Beach. Wow! Okay, and, and wow. but that was my first time in Long Beach. I never raced vintage in Long Beach before, wow. and. And Bush told me to give me one advice. From Thursday to Sunday, Juan, please stay away from the wall. If you stay away from the wall since in Long Beach, we're going to win. And there you go. We stay away from the wall and we won. You know, it, so. Did, because so many other guys were crashing or? or no, because it's pretty much the rule, you know, <laughs> in, in, yeah, in Long yeah, Beach, yeah. you know, it's either you crash on Thursday or Friday, Saturday, stay in. You stay yeah. here in your mind. Ah, you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, 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 and you feel comfortable on Sunday. As long as you're away from the wall, you're fast. Interesting. Interesting. But it was a great experience. And then after that, I think we raised, 
Miller Park, and we finished second in Miller Park. Uh, and then after that, we went to Laguna at the six hours, and we finished third. So wow. So so we had no. It was a, it first was Laguna, then Miller Park. So in our class, we were ahead of points, and after that, every time we won a race. There were some rules change, okay, and you know we this and that, and and I said there's too much politics for us here. I'd rather go to work and you know save yeah. my team, and yeah. I quit. I quit the, the in 2010 in the middle of the season. So, is is there a race to you that's the most memorable for some reason of of all of your races that stand out? Well. I, I, I do remember the first time I drew the Can-Am in Wantage Land. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Can-Am's cars are the beast, you know. Yeah. It, it's a monster of a thousand horsepower. And, oh, and, and that track is, a, you know, keep you busy, you know. So, and George Palmer was there that day with me. And, and he, he came and coached me that weekend. And, and so... To win in Watts Glen in the Canam and George being next to me was a, it's, it's a very emotional. Okay. And then, of course, the 12 hours of Sebring. And then I raced um, Daytona many years in, in, in vintage. And every time I raced Daytona, and especially the vintage 24 hours or, or Sebring 12 hours, again, go back in vintage 12 hours and get to be in the podium. It brings great memories, you know. Those those are very tough oh, tracks yeah. to, to race. Yeah. Isn't Sebring the toughest of all? Because the track. Yes, so- it's, it's very tough. Uh, it's very tough, especially when you when you get to race in old cars, you know, because there's, yeah. you get to to shift in every corner. There's 17 corners. You have to shift two, three times. So you better have a very good, strong knees, you know, <laughs> to. After that race, but it's uh, going to different uh, asphalt to to concrete and all that bumps and everything. The toughest part of Sebring is when is, is when you race a, a, a prototype. Those yeah. cars are so stiff, so your eyes are bouncing all the time, and it, it oh, gets God. a little blare when you go yeah. into the corners in turn number one, a full, oh my God. full throttle. Oh but my it's God. a lot of fun, and it's something that you will make you go back. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> is is there a, a favorite track of, of I mean that you really just enjoy driving? Uh, depends in each class, okay. So with the with the prototype, I mean, obviously Road America, you know, it is amazing. After that, that straight away, and you can have done force. And can still take the oh, 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 turn number one in Sebring, turn number one in Road America, going, going, try to get in fifth gear, full throttle. You won't believe, wow. but you have to trust the downforce of the car. Oh. And once, okay. once you pass that barrier, then you want to do it again, do it again. Okay, so, <laughs> so that that that's fun. And one part that I enjoyed the most, believe it or not, is driving Daytona at night. I like to drive Daytona at night because. Uh, you don't have all the distraction, you know, uh, on the side, uh, and you could focus, you know, on the straight. And and uh, for me, it, it made me feel comfortable driving at night in really? Daytona. Interesting. Yeah. What kind of speeds do you get? And you're you're talking GT two. 
Yes, in the GT2 this year, we we were getting 305 kilometers, okay, uh, in in a, in a GT Porsche. It's a twin turbo. I what was, is it? Is it two two hundred and seventy? Two hundred seventy. Yes. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> so, no, no. It's less. No, it's less than that. I'm not good in it. So, well, say, okay, say 235. 235, yeah. 225, 235, yeah. Yes. That's, that's on the high banks, unbelievable. And, uh, and the high banks, you know, in the high banks, you go to six gear. As soon as you come out of the, you go to seven gear, and the cars start flying after that. Does it, does the car stay fairly stable on the, on the high bank? Or, I mean, do you have to really steer it to stay? Keep, keep? Yes, you know, you have to let go of the car and let the car do what is designed to do. If you huh. fight with the car, you know, you, you're going to be moving the car a lot. Okay. You just have to let the car get the, 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 the perfect line. And, and obviously, you have to have the, the, the right pressure in the tires. If the tires start going high, the car is going to move. But sometimes, you know, if you get to manage your tires and you stay in the high bank, the tires don't get too much, uh, too much traction and you can save a lot of road that way. But you, um, you, you've been, you've been to, you've had success at Long Beach, success at Sebring, success at Daytona. Um, do you continue to go back? Yes. I mean, uh, uh, for example, in the in Daytona and the 24 hours historic, um, I drew uh, a Pescarolo 2008 car. It's a Le Mans prototype with wow. a V10 jet engine, and we wow. were carrying we were carrying a straightaway 208 miles an hour on, <laughs> on, on the Pescarolo. And I it's, it's my third year that I drive the Pescarolo. In, in, okay, and so it's it's always a thrill to come back. I can only imagine. I mean, that, that's that's really, especially in a in an exotic car like that at that kind of yes. speed, phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, um, but I get to I get to drive with Bush, and Bush make it easy for me, yeah. you know, to relax. And, and how, Bush, how did, Bush has a lot of experience, and Bush and I know each other since uh, when he drive drive with Dyson, and uh, wow. he's been coaching me, and it's been great. How, how did you meet Bush? I, I met him through my mechanic. When when I bought the 962 from Dyson, the the, the mechanic who worked full time at the car retired and started working for me. And then I met James Weaver and and, and, and Bush. And I always had a highly respect for for Rob Dyson and and, and, the, and the team. And I asked them if they can help me to to maintain the car and learn how to drive the car. So, so that 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 way put us together, and since since '93 we've been together. Oh my God, what a yes. what a what a great team! Yes. Did what? Now you're also involved in sponsorships. You, you're in with your business at, at Mission Foods. Um, in in flat track racing, I think you have. Yes, because I like motorsports, and I've been around motorsports. And so I say, this is the best way to, for me to, to enjoy more what I'm doing and try to promote our brand. Okay, mm -hmm. but back in, back in the 
2008, 2010, I came up with this idea to make a tortilla chip, okay? And I make a tortilla chip in a, in the shape of a racing car, okay? <laughs> so you, you had your share of trying those oh, chips with me. Was, and, and, and so at that time, I made those chips, and they, I call them the Caramigo chips racing style. I love and, it. And I only give them away at the racetrack, and 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 I'm doing the IMSA races. I made I made those chips also. Then then I put them away for a while, and then I, I start doing it again. Since you mentioned, I've been involved more lately in sponsorships. Mm-hmm. So I say, what a better way to promote my chips to get them into the supermarkets and to give them away also in the racetracks. So. The chips are called the uh, Mission Chips Racing Style. Yeah. And, and they come in a, in a shape of a, of, a, of a car. And now I also have them in the shape of a motorcycle. Since I'm involved in motorcycles. And so, I mean, it's, it's a great catch for, the, for our consumers and our racing fans. So, but the beauty of, of being Mission involved in racing is that Mission appeals to not only, you know, millennials or race fans, men. I mean, it's for every member of the family. I have a product for every mem- member of the family. So the housewife can buy tortillas. So, you know, the millennials can buy a healthy wrap, you know, low carbs, and uh, spinach wraps, and also chips, okay? And so, but anyway, going back to your question, yes, at the moment we are involved in indie races, with the McLaren, uh, Arrows McLaren team. We sponsored uh, Felix Rosenquist and Pato Ward. And I've been involved with them three years already and I already have signed with them for next year as well. Wow. And uh, Zach Brown is the manager and now the owner of the McLaren Arrows. Well, Zach is also a vintage racer, as you know him. And right. also Zach and I know each other back in the years to race vintage. So, so it's putting together a great package to, for the team. And, and also, because I like motorcycles, I, I, I get to be part of Moto America and enjoy your friendship and, and rich friendship as well. And we came out with this idea of the king of the baggers. And, and, and you know, we try to bring more audience, okay? And, and, and now we're sponsoring, sponsoring also NHRA, Okay, uh, there's a uh, Vance and Hanks with Terry Vance, which wants uh, Angel in a Harley Davidson and Suzuki. And, and this girl, she goes 100, I mean, 200, 210, 205 miles an hour. Unbelievable. Okay? And I always uh, I keep telling her that she runs on chips and salsa. That's how she gets to be so <laughs> fast. <laughs> so well, it, I, I can say that, that at the mission chips, at, at the races are so popular and and here at the museum we uh <laughs> in fact we give them out at the cruise ends right so as an example on uh, this past sunday we had 100 british cars in and then we had the chips lined up and it mm-hmm. was like um it, you'll forgive the expression but uh, but people are like ducks on a june bug they they, <laughs> they come over and, and go where you got more chips you got more chips but um, very popular. And, and at Daytona, I've got to tell you, the coverage that Mission Chips received at the Daytona races right. down there during Bike Week was phenomenal. 
I mean, it was some of the best promo brand promo I've ever seen. Uh, it, it's great, colorful orange bags that shown over your shoulder there. Um, mm -hmm. But it's one of those really good ideas, one that uh, I think people love it, and they and they love to see people involved in brands that really love racing. That's the other part that's so much right. fun. You know, through the years there have been sponsors involved, and they're in and they're out. But Mission Chips is all in, and they the 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 giveaways that you do at the races with the the chips and the holders and the you know the uh, present the presenting stands that you do with and the kids are friendly so what mm -hmm. it, hats off to you it's a really really a smart way to do it no it's great and we also involved in the american flat track okay uh -huh. that's what i was racing and 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 and, and we're promoting and we're going for in our second year in american flat track and and keep growing you know and 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 in today's world um, social media plays a big part of of of, of of marketing mm -hmm. so being a 45 years of business in mission and being in every household mission become a household brand and i think yeah. i have a lot of a lot to offer to our consumers either either through their you know everyday diet okay at home mm -hmm. it's not it's no longer a taco tuesday you know no, it's, it's, a, it's pretty much food. a taco every day everywhere yeah. you go you know so, so now, you know, it's a perfect time, you know, we are very popular in the tailgating, you know, for the footballs, college oh, yeah. footballs. And, yeah. And, and so we're trying to be, you know, the, so racing in Daytona, you saw all those, all those motorhomes, everybody was, you know. Oh, yeah. Try to get them, you know, to eat more chips or tortillas. <laughs> okay. Now we need to bring the, the, now we need to bring the fans to come more to the to the races, but at the same time, social media makes easy, you know, to watch, you know, live stream racing as well. So, mm -hmm. so we try to get involved with the racing teams, okay, and, and sponsor supporting the races and, and and get to be in the social media with with all of them. Well, you you have the the um, Mission Foods is the sponsor of the King of the Baggers, yeah, and but you also have, I think. Uh, Richie Escalante racing uh, Superbike. Yes, yes. Uh, a, a boy from Mexico City who's very fast and exciting, a handsome young guy, and it's really nice to see him get a break and and to work with you. And I think there, um, well, Frankie in uh, in uh, Baggers is a mission rider. Frankie is a mission. Patricia Fernandez as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Patricia and her fiance as well. That's really uh, a great idea. Yes, and the, the Bass and Heinz guys and and the Hooligans guys, just, you know, also. You've covered Ro it. Roland Sands. So. you got Roland Sands, Vance and Heinz, the, the, well, the, the, the Harley and Indian guys. Well, I'm sorry, the Indian uh, guys. It, it's good to have these kind of friends, okay? Because next time they want to talk to me, I tell them I'll see you at the supermarket, okay? Is <laughs> <laughs> is. Do you, well, I say, did you have a favorite track or a favorite car or a favorite race? But um, you, are you involved? In, you're involved with uh, McLaren. Are you involved in F1 as well, or or is it? Well, Aeros I mean, yes. Part part of the the deals when I started with McLaren, um, Fernando Alonso 
was drive, raised in the 500s, uh, in the 500s, okay? So mm -hmm. we always put together a, a, a separate car for Fernando Alonso, okay? So being part with the Formula One driver uh, and being a long-term partner with McLaren allows, allows me to, that when McLaren race in the U.S. or race in Mexico, my brand is, is in the car. Hmm. Okay, and then my our brand is involved in the social media of McLaren as well. So Fernando, for example, when he raced Indy, the, the the two or three times that he raced Indy, two of them raced for Mission Push. Uh, in that weekend, he got more than two point eight million hits in social media. Wow! Immediately oh in Europe, and Mission is in, in base. Our headquarters in Europe is in Madrid, so wow. we're very popular because of him as well. Oh, I bet. Okay. Okay. And, and, and we had an opportunity in our McLaren team to have a third car with Elio Castroneves and Juan Pablo Montoya. So these are great guys. I mean, and oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with, you know, it's an honor for Mission to have them wear our logo in their suit. Oh, my God, yeah. What a treat. What a treat. Yes. That, that, no, those guys are real heroes. They're real yes. heroes. Yes, and, and they like to eat chips as well. <laughs> Lots of chips, but you also make uh, queso and salsa and all of the flavors of salsa. Yes, it's a, yes, I mean, we are, and uh, we try we, we we try to promote, like I said, you know, an SKU for every part for every member of the family. Okay, it's it's not that you get to drink only one energy drink a day. Where with Mission, <laughs> you get to eat four, fifteen, twenty different varieties of products every day of the week. That's wonderful. What uh, asking about the because uh, you have insight that that a lot of people wouldn't. One um, Pato Award is that yes. he he's twenty two now. Pato's twenty two now. He won he won the Indy Light Championship, and then he jumped into Indy cars. Uh -huh. And Pato is he born in my in my hometown Monterey. His grandfather and myself, we raced together motorcycles and cars in the 70s. No so kidding. I grew up with, with their family close uh -huh. to him. So I know him exactly when he born. And and yeah. his father, grandfather put him in a go-kart when he was six years old. Wow. And then he started coming with us at the vintage races. And he got to, 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 to start driving uh, his grandfather cars, who's also a racer with us, like us. And, and so... It was easy for me to introduce Pat to, to Sack Brown to the team. Yeah. After yeah. he won. So so since then we 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 tried to get him to sign in with McLaren, Aros McLaren, and uh -huh. and so this this is going for our third year together. He wow. had a five five year contract with uh, he has a five year contract with Aros McLaren. Uh -huh. And last uh, last year was amazing. He got Three pole positions and two wins. Okay, yeah. and then he got to go to the Long Beach at the Grand Finale, trying fighting for the championship. Yeah, and 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 then he got a um, a bump in the rear right yeah. tire in turn number in, in turn number thirteen and the second lap, and then he managed to finish the race and get fourteen points. So it's very promising this year to be uh, uh -huh. uh, fighting for the championship. Hopefully. Uh, he has unfortunately uh, a bastard in in St. Petersburg and in Dallas, but um, 
well, he has everything that he needs to become a you know a good driver. Is he signed now for multiple years with Zach? Yeah, he still has the contract going. Okay. Okay. He okay. he, Zach made a, I, I will say a very challenging way to put him in a Formula car. You know, once in Europe, once here in Laguna Seca, and 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 Lampard wants to go to Formula One. You know, so oh, as well. wow, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, but uh, he needs to probably concentrate in Indy this year. Yes, and I heard that Zach uh, tested. Uh, Yes, yes. I mean, uh, for for Hera is also a great opportunity to to sign with McLaren. Okay, yeah. Hera, because he won the the, in, uh, the Indy Championship, he has he needed to have a team that can he can sign in order for him to be eligible for Formula One. Uh huh. You know, it's interesting. I I when I was first uh, watching Pato. The, the announcers were talking about him in glowing terms. They said yes. that he had the hands like Ronnie Peterson, the very, very quick hands. You can see the movements that he's making and correcting the car that is that quick, lightning quick, but that kind of balance. So a promising career ahead. That's uh, so are, would you be considered his godfather? Maybe. Yes. He called me, he called me Tio, Tio Juan. So <laughs> Uncle Juan, that's what he called me though. Yes, why not? That's great. It, so what is the future for you in racing, Juan? What, what, what are your plans at looking ahead? I, 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 I would love to continue doing what I'm doing. This is, this yeah. is what I like, you know, keep me busy, keep me back to work on Monday, and, yeah. and keep me close to my, to, my, to my babies, to my cars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do, and do, I, do, I mean, it's a group of friends that, I, that I've been with them for 30 years, in, you know, in racing around them, and get to meet to meet them very often, and 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 get to meet you know people like you guys, and and this is what cars is all about, you know, friendship. You know, it it really is, and I think one of the things that that as as the board members have met you over time, everyone can came to the same conclusion. This is a very nice man who who is a successful businessman but he is passionate about cars and racing and all in, um, yes. you know, it, 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 it can't get enough and, and, uh, and looking for more. Well, every time I go to work in LA, I go to work for Peterson as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I get, I get to stop by and, and, you know, enjoy being with you guys. Well, we we're very fortunate. Um, I hope you'll be able to be with us Wednesday night. We're, uh, saluting Chip Ganassi here on our racer night. And then we all go to the, the Bobby uh, Rahal evening on Thursday, the racing, yes. racing drivers uh, dinner down in, at the Hilton down there. Yes. Um, but then um, we're going to uh, Texas. Uh, 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 we'll be in Austin at Coda this mm -hmm. weekend with Moto America and the, uh, uh, and MotoGP. So another big weekend for everybody in racing and I can't wait to get more. Well, unfortunately I have to be in Europe uh, for business. Okay. Uh, at this moment, there's a lot of, a lot of things going on around in, 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 in the commodities, you know, grains, wheat oh. and corn and everything. So, so we have to make sure that, you know, everybody has what their needs. You sure. know. 
Well, unfortunately, I won't be able to go with you guys, but I have to get on the plane and go to work. Well, <laughs> sometimes we got to go to work, right? Right. Juan, exactly. listen, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and let us letting us get to know you some and and uh, want to do this some more. And uh, I look forward to seeing you here at the museum or or at the track, whatever comes of first. Of course. And thank you. Thank you, Terry, for inviting me. And thanks for the invite of the Peterson Board Directors. And please say hi to all my friends. Adios. Thank you. Adios. Gracias.